For Friday, February 12, the 43rd day of 2021. There are 322 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We brace for more weather next week. We'll tell you about that. And we get ready for Valentine's Day coming up on Sunday. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on the end. Duh. No. Settling into my left. Rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Happy uh, Eve, Eve of Wear Red Holiday. Okay. Sunday is a Wear Red Holiday. In fact, uh, they say that um, red is the most... Um, is the color that gets the most people fired up and excited when they see it. All varying forms of red. Did you know that? Um, well, I didn't know that, but okay. I can imagine. Now you know that. So you can you can wear red for Valentine's Day in honor of Valentine's Day. And to be clear, I think everyone knows that my version of red is blue. So if you see me wearing blue, then you'll know that I actually mean red, but I won't re- wear red. So now is everyone properly confused? You're not confused. You get it. I'm you know. Not. I you get know it. that blue is my is my red. As Keith Urban tells me blue is my color, baby. <laughs> she is the pride of Funkin' Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey! hey. Not too bad. It's a wear red holiday. Uh, were you were you aware? I am. Did you just hear that on the show, or did you just did you know that already? Because I, you're I, super I think, smart. I think I knew that, mm-hmm. uh, but it was nice to be reminded. Uh, I also have decided to decorate my nose red. Yeah. For uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like I have the acne of a teenager on the end of my nose. Oh, so I didn't think it was acne. I thought you had stuck your tongue to a frozen <laughs> flagpole yesterday, and your nose got frostbitten. Well, That's what it looks that'd like. That'd be about right. My nose is large enough that I had to get through a lot to be able to get my tongue stuck See, to a flagpole. I have the same problem, so I know how that works. <laughs> you you know how it yeah, goes yeah, is what you're yeah. telling me. My nose sticks out further than my tongue ever uh, I got it. Um, did you get 
ice cream for Valentine's Day. Oh, my gosh. So I try to do the low-carb, you know, I do a dirty keto diet. Um, so there is a company called Because you're from the dirty south. I am. Okay. I am. <laughs> dirty keto means I eat too much cheese and bacon on my diet. Oh, but all right. anyway, uh, there is a company called Rebel who makes a low-carb ice cream. Sounds and like it would be from the south. It's better than the low-carb ice cream you can get locally. Well, I can only get it out of town. So every time I'm in Kokomo with him, I go and load up on the Rebel ice cream. So that's what he bought me was uh, eight pints of peanut butter chocolate. Eight pints. Low-carb keto ice cream. He no, said, no. I didn't, it's not a dozen roses. There, I could only get eight of these at once. And I was like, okay. So as soon as I opened it and saw the receipt that it said rebel on the top, I was like, whoa. With a rebel, yeah. yeah. She cried, mo, mo, mo. mo. Yeah. Bring me more. Bring me more ice cream. Ice cream. Um, Good stuff. You said eight pints. You know, he speaks my love language. Did you say eight? Eight. That sounds like enough for sharing. Uh, one would think. However, I'm quite selfish when it comes to this, so you ain't getting no ice cream. All right. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Uh, so just as we thought that we were out of the woods from the last round of uh, ice, mm-hmm. get ready. Coming up on Monday, alert days are already out for Monday and Tuesday and then Thursday. It's troubling when you read a 18-hour um, forecast, so you see like a... Okay, so Monday, and then Monday night, and then Tuesday, and they all say one to three inches of snow, one to three inches of snow, and one to three inches of snow, mm-hmm. and it makes me wonder, so that's, uh, that is an old graphic, yeah. Um, when we're looking at one to three inches of snow Monday through Tuesday, maybe even some snow beginning on Sunday evening, and then you get to... A um, period on the forecast, maybe Wednesday night into Thursday, that says five to eight inches of snow on top of the ice that we have isn't going away. We'll get some. We're going to get to 35 today here between the lakes. Mm -hmm. Um, But and we'll get a little bit of melting. But the ice on the ground is not going away today. So we're still going to have some crunch and we're likely going to keep it for a couple of days. And then you add snow on top of that and potentially more ice. But this is a major, this is going to be a major winter storm that impacts this entire half of the United States, even to the south of us. So the the ice line may actually go south of us into Tennessee and those areas. So we we might be on the northern edges of the ice band for this storm as opposed to being on the southern end, which we normally are when they come through. So we'll study it over the next few days and uh, our partners with the uh, Wave 3 Storm Tracking Team will be keeping us up to date. Uh, We'll know more. You know, it's Friday, so it's hard to say for sure, Sunday and Monday with great precision, but they'll uh, continue to keep an eye on it. Again, I think uh, 35 is the high today. The further you go off to the north, you might see a few peaks of sunshine. Uh, We'll see uh, maybe a little drizzle tonight, a low of 21 in the region, and then 28 is the high for tomorrow, and then cold. Cold. Teens cold. Yeah. That's it not, got that's not cool. Last evening, I don't. So we, you know, we had some good melting going on yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it got dark, it got what did I say? Slick as snot. And when I got home, I got out of the vehicle, and so I was in the I was in the driveway, and I came around the back of the vehicle, and um, 
It didn't matter what footwear you had on. It didn't matter. It was just... It That's was, what was uh, this morning. It was a solid so sheet. Coming up the sidewalk was worse this morning than it was yesterday morning. Yeah, because yeah, so what it had done is it had glassed over, yes. and then the water had been under it. Mm-hmm. So it and it had just been, yeah, yeah not not too good. I uh, talked to Chris Jesse this morning mm-hmm. from the transportation cabinet. He said main roads are in decent shape across the district. Uh, slick spots can be especially found along our uh, the northern counties of the District 4 for the Transportation Cabinet. Colder temperatures overnight reduced effectiveness of salt treatments. The crews cleared the remaining slushy areas down to pavement last night. And at 6 a.m., they reported uh, this morning to treat uh, trouble spots as temperatures rise today. Uh, Snowky.ky.gov, by the way, if you need the very latest information, snowky.ky.gov is what Chris says uh, where there's a hub of information that you can look at. I noticed yesterday afternoon by maybe 1230 or so along the parkways, they were even getting over into the uh, emergency lanes and clearing those. So this time yesterday, you'll remember when we were talking with Chris, they had uh, the what I call the slow lane, the one lane clear both directions, and then they got both lanes cleared. Then they went back later and got the uh, emergency lane. So things improved throughout the day. Yesterday, but if you're on a like you're on a secondary city street or an alleyway or where things haven't been treated effectively, it's just uh, you better get your better get your ice skates on because it's uh, not great. Governor Bashir issued a state of emergency yesterday in response to the ice storm in Kentucky. But now, confusing for me, I, you know, I I'm a curious sort, but I'm not the smartest person mm-hmm. in the world. So when you're already in a state of emergency, mm-hmm. can you can you declare another state of emergency? Like this is this a state of emergency or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So really, what he if we've been in a state of emergency since March, yeah. then and if something like this happens, then is there a separate call that we have to make? Like a normal call is the call. Yes. But this one is a hee haw hoo hoo. Yes, yes, it's that, the hee haw hoo hoo. Okay. Yes, that's, that's the All call. Right. That, so, <laughs> a state of emergency during a state of emergency is a riddle wrapped in a conundrum, wrapped in a puzzle. Okay. All right. I got it. Yeah, and belongs to your locker partner from fifth grade. <laughs> I think the the and somebody out there correct me if I'm wrong, but from my news days, when there's a state of emergency, when you have a winter weather or a weather issue it shouldn't it doesn't even have to be winter versus a health emergency it gives you different rights so like in a weather situation you can commandeer uh vehicles if you know first responders needed somebody's four-wheel drive wait you have to wait for you have to wait for a state of emergency to do that i thought that was no we leave the trucks in in case or the keys (laughs) in the truck in case the neighbor needs it here you know in the country overnight but you know all right. The state of the emergency directs the Kentucky Division of Emergency Management yes. and Department of Military Affairs to execute the Kentucky Emergency Operations Plan and coordinate with response across state agencies and private relief groups. It also directs the Finance Administration Cabinet to provide funding for the response and authorities of the Division of Emergency Management to request additional resources. Yeah. In a health emergency, the National Guard has the right to use blow darts. <laughs> to vaccinate people if they need to. All right. That's 
That right? sounds so, pretty effective. That's yep. social distancing at its <laughs> I like finest. That, right? Right. That's 1,880 yep. coronavirus cases reported yesterday from the, the state. That's uh, 384,903. 36 deaths. And officials reported uh, the rolling seven day positivity rate uh, fell to 7.08%, which is the lowest since November 6th. So that's good news. I heard you more orange and yellow showing up on the map all mm-hmm. the time when we looked. I heard you talking with Josh Embry last hour on Shop Local Litchfield. Did he have anything to um, anything additional that we need to make sure and, and know? I heard some vaccine totals. Yes. That uh, we were like a, a daily, daily, or was it a weekly total that it, he was offering? It's a weekly total. They're still only getting the 100. We're waiting for those 600 from Owensboro Health to come to Twin Lakes Medical Center. That will take down our waiting list of, the waiting list is about 1,600 right now. That will take that down significantly. But he said they are adding about 15, 20 names a day in that phase 1B. Here's what I want people to know is you can go, you Grayson Countyans can go if you are 70 and older or in phase 1B to the Bowling Green Regional Center at that Kroger by the Sears. Okay. Okay, you can make an appointment there. Now, if you get your shot somewhere else, two things you have to remember. You have to go back to that location for your second shot, and we need you to take your name off at the health department so they can work through those names quicker. So if you do get your shot somewhere else, let the health department know so they can take your name off the list. Like the restaurant thing. If you decide to go somewhere else to get a table, but you're on the list, yes. take yourself off the list yeah. so you're they know not to look for you. costing five minutes of them you. yelling for you. That's exactly. And so, uh, but I, but you have to have an appointment at those facilities, you right? You do. Okay, so, he, and here's, here's the caution that I would offer. I am pretty confident there are going to be some travel limitations next week. And I'm not saying you could get an appointment for next week at one of these sites. But just bear in mind when you effort to make these appointments, if they give you an appointment for Monday or Tuesday or Thursday of next week, you might as well pass on it and say, can I have one later? Because it's going to be very hard for you to get there. Well, even if they're going to they're going to push it back. So who was appointed this week will go to next week anyway. Is that the way they're doing it? That's from what I understand. But no, what about the wrong. people who are already scheduled for You're those gonna dates? You're going to be pushed. You're going to be pushed because of the weather. Now, call them and make for sure, but you will have to go back to that location. And we have, Josh says there are people getting their vaccines other places, and they're calling and taking their name off the list, and it's it's enabled them to work through quicker. Okay. So. That's good. I'll, I'll be over here in phase 1C, letter 99. C is for constantly waiting. C is for cookie, <laughs> and it's good enough for me. Cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C. The governor announced uh, 150, more than 150 new vaccine sites, uh, but there are some of the larger vaccination centers. There are also some independent pharmacies. There's some national pharmacies in there. Uh, here's a good plan. If they give shots for anything else, let's see that they get vaccine for COVID so they can give you that too. But the problem is, so he's announced all these vaccine sites, but then he goes back and says, but we don't have enough vaccine to send them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, and the, then but we the do have the sites. Biden administration says that, you know, he's got oh. uh, enough. They've made arrangements that they can vaccinate every American by the end of July. Okay. Well, let's go faster than that. Work harder, work faster, work smarter. <laughs> Are we still warp? Is that warp? Is that warper? Warpier. 
Is it less warp? I think you have to add the, the I in there. Warpier. <laughs> if you've not spun up to warp yet, I'm going to need you to get to warp. Yeah. The other guy was at warp. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. We were being told there was warp. Yeah. I don't feel like at the moment we're at warp. Quicker than the speed of smell would be good. <laughs> you know how in Star Wars when they go to warp speed yep. and there's that moment when the stars blur into lines? That's the moment I'd like to be in. <laughs> right. <Okay>. Go. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. More warp, please. <laughs> I'll have a plate of warp <laughs> with a glass of warpier on the side. And I'll have warp for dessert. <laughs> Bonus round of warp. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be allowed to be in class together. <laughs> no. No. Fairly. <laughs> and I'd like to point out, I could do this all day. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but we better move on. Uh, legislation to keep historic horse racing centers in business. Passed the Kentucky House yesterday, but not until after nearly three hours of debate. The bill, which changes the definition of paramutual wagering in Kentucky statutes to include slot machines, passed uh, 55 to 38 and heads to Governor Bashir, who has said he would sign it. All right, I'm not going to get started on this again. <laughs> but here we are. I would just like to say that they've created a monopoly. Yep. They've said the gambling we have belongs to the horse racing industry. So when you just look at the structure, you said, well, slot machines are all right, but only horse people can do them. Only horse people know how to be responsible with slot machines. The horse racing industry knows it all. They don't know. They know things that no one else knows about slot machines, and so therefore you can't have them. Okay. I would I would chime in, but then our conversation would go on yeah, and me on. Too. So I'll just I'll just be over just here keeping quiet with the lead a horse to water thing. So just think about that. Think yeah. think about all the various industries that a government said mm, we're going to eliminate competition and. This sector, and we're going to eliminate. But we're for free markets. Free markets, everybody. Free markets. Capitalism. Free markets and capitalism. <laughs> but not gambling. Only special people get to do the game. Mm -hmm. U.S. Senator Rand Paul urged lawmakers back home yesterday to encourage in-person voting as a way to protect election security as Kentucky Republicans prepare to offer state-level election legislation. Three GOP House lawmakers said they're crafting the bill but didn't offer details, telling a House committee it will be filed on Tuesday. The plan is for the panel to vote on the measure that same day. And uh, Tuesday, is, by the way, is the half, halfway point of the 30-day session. Kentucky allowed widespread mail-in voting last year to try to protect people from COVID-19. It was part of an agreement between Governor Bashir and Secretary of State Adams that minimized long lines and other complications and was credited for the state's big voter turnout in the midst of the pandemic. One of the things Senator Paul said that it is much easier to verify on in-person voting than it is mail-in. Mail-in voting adds an additional layer of unknown that that I got that. But if if we're going to if we're going to insist that it be preferred to be in-person then we're going to need to elongate that process. It does not be. It does not need to be narrowed down to one day. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. It just doesn't need to be. We can do it effectively over a period of days now, that, and then still maintain that high turnout. I didn't mind the mail in, 
But now in a really close election in Kentucky, you know, if we had something that was, you know, super important and it came down to a razor thin margin, then I might start to have my doubts about the, you know, about the validity of that. So I'm, you know, I, I got it. I'm okay. I'm all right for protecting the sanctity of our elections. And now that we have time to really study it, now that our hair is not on fire at the moment, well, one of us's hair is on fire. Yeah, but 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 by and large, now that we have let's get it and let's get it let's get it right. But I do back to the Okay. I, I'm not gonna circle back to the historical horse racing legislation, but but I'm gonna circle go. back to it. But giddy up. Because now it's on the governor's <laughs> desk and he's gonna sign it and that's okay. But here's what's interesting about the legislature. When they want to do something quickly you know, they, oh, it's a short session and budget and I oh, can't really get to that. And man, the calendar's busy. Oh, horse racing? All right, just bring it in here. We'll ratify it and send it on. Think about how quickly this bill got filed, went through committee, through, went through both chambers, and is on the governor's desk. <laughs> Better party of two. <laughs> Better party of I'm two. I'm not bitter. I'm practical. I'm just like. Stop lying to us. I know. I agree. What, and that's what, is, what we're bitter. What is the, what's me. that old adage about peeing on someone's boot and then telling them it's raining? Yeah, Have you heard I that? Know. I, I that, think that, that wasn't in the Proverbs book I read. But it's not. Hey, try again. You did good the other day. We gave you some time to come up with another one. You did really well. I am surprised that no one has picked up. Like that bourbon industry and marijuana analogy that I used. That was is, solid work. It is spot on. Radio I am gold. surprised that is not. I mean, That's going to catch fire. That'll be on a billboard somewhere. Oh, it's on a T-shirt for me already. Yeah. I've been, I'm just waiting for a good sunshiny day to sport it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Hmm. Oh, I heard Misty talking about this on the, the news this morning, and it caught my attention. The Kentucky Historical Society is excited to launch a new show called Kentucky Ancestors Town Hall, which is set to premiere on the state's major television markets featuring host Renee Shaw. So under the premise that every family has at least one mystery, an intriguing person, a possible connection to someone famous or maybe even someone infamous, mm-hmm. they have done a TV series, a new show on the ge- of uh, genealogy discovery relative to Kentucky. Like, for instance, uh, Beach, your mamma Joyce insists that your family has a connection to Abraham Lincoln, correct? Yes. Yes. I'm yeah. not, not disputing that. <laughs> certainly not making fun of it. You yeah. think every time I bring it up, I'm making fun, and I'm mm-hmm. not making fun. Mm-mm. So I'd say there are a lot of Kentucky families who probably can follow that connection, especially families that have been in Kentucky for a long time. So that's the type of that's the type of thing that they're going to explore through this program, and it's available in all of the different TV markets on uh, February twenty fourth at uh, eight thirty in the morning. It'll be on WHAS in Louisville, and then if you watch WBKO in Bowling Green, it'll be on at five o'clock in the afternoon on February the twenty seventh. I think you know I I like ancestry. I like tracking those things down, and I believe it will be interesting to see the influence that. You know, Kentucky, like Kentuckians have about this uh, from this program. So it says every family has somebody. Who's yours? Well, I mean, I always say, you know, Cuthbert, my great, 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 great granddaddy Cuthbert was Lord Mayor of London, but that doesn't have anything to do with Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't, I don't know. But maybe Billy the Kid. I I don't. Yeah. Dennis the Menace, Mark Dennis the Menace. Yeah. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. 
Beginning of Chinese New Year. That is the best. Buckwheat sings the hits. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the 15-day annual festival in China, and it begins with the new moon. This is the beginning of the year of the ox. Okay. The Chinese New Year is the year of the ox, so make sure you stop writing year of the rat on your checks. Mm. It's, uh, yeah. it's so hard to forget when you, yeah, it just becomes habit. You're writing the year of the rat, year of the rat, year of the rat. No, now you write year of the ox. Year of the ox, yeah. Get it together, people. Uh, today is also Darwin Day. It's also Paul Bunyan Day today. Mm. Oh, that's a blue ox, right? Yeah, blue which I ox. thought it was funny. Sure. So it's the year of the ox is coming in right. for the Chinese New Year, and then Babe belongs to Paul Bunyan. Is it Babe or Blue? Uh, babe, the I big blue babe. ox. Yeah, Babe. Babe, the blue ox. Yeah. That's where I'm getting blue. And his I'm blue right. ox, Babe, yes. traveled okay. around country where he became known for his logging feats, and he invented flannel. Yeah, I know. And brawny, paper towels. <laughs> he did. So good he did Paul. Thank you, Paul Bunyan. <laughs> he did invent paper you towels. You are the best. That's right. And the double-sided axe. Before yeah. Paul Bunyan, the axes were only one-sided. <laughs> <laughs> they were more shaped like hatchets. Yeah, really. And, yeah, it was uh, ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tomorrow is kiss day. <laughs> Do we get to pick who we kiss, or yes. is it just you're just yes. standing no, around waiting for it to happen to you? It is not rando. Okay. It's not. As a matter of fact, okay. during a pandemic, remember that state of emergency year yeah. that we're in? That's, That's for weather. State of emergency was for the kiss. It was <laughs> Got it. No kissing. And going. tomorrow is World Radio Day today. Oh, All right. okay. good. Okay. Sunday is Valentine's Day. Okay. I think you know a little bit about Valentine's Day, and we've, we've kind of studied that throughout the week. Uh, Sunday is also Ferris Wheel Day. And Sunday is also Library Lovers Day. Okay. Big fan. An annual salute to the people who like to book it. We have an amazing library here. We really do. It is incredible. It if is. you have not been there, shame on you. It is so good. Yep. Uh, public service advisory, I guess, is what I would call this. And I'm going to uh, – foods to avoid – Today, tomorrow, and Sunday. <laughs> Should it be if you want, like foods to avoid if you want fill in the blank? Yeah, to well, depending upon what kind of game you're, <laughs> what, yeah. what, what kind of strategy right. you're, you're, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. How you want your Valentine's Day to? Turn I'll out. just say these would be vibe killing foods to avoid. Oh. Yeah. Okay, but now if you if you're looking to kill to vibe kill, yeah. Then yeah. <laughs> the, this would be a how-to guide. If you're trying to be an executioner of your love life, this would be a subtle way to go about it. That's right. I don't know about how subtle. <laughs> <laughs> would be <All> right. obvious. <laughs> First, avoid garlic and onions, oh, man. which, by the way, impact more than just your breath. They have a tendency to come out your skin. Yes, they do. So Absolutely. when you have lots of garlic and onions, it affects more than just your breath. <laughs> Avoid foods that can get stuck in your teeth and not just broccoli, 
mean, broccoli is a likely culprit. Yeah, but broccoli's is, not the only one. Spinach is like a sticker too. Yeah, spinach is in there. Popcorn kernels, corn on the cob, yeah. poppy seeds. Yeah, gotta be. Um, also, I um how to avoid propellants. <laughs> Because I know you so well, I know where this is going, but you should continue. Like the the high fibrous, the legumes, the the uh, broccoli, the cauliflower, the Brussels sprouts, the cabbage, the beans, the uh, avoid the what I would refer to as the propellants. <laughs> the gaseous foods? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. Avoid fatty foods. Cut out inflammatory foods. Alcohol can get you in the mood, but then can quickly out of it. <laughs> Don't overplay your hand. <laughs> One of the many reasons I do not drink alcohol, because I go, woo! <laughs> and then wa- watch out for dessert. So in summary, your typical Brad- bad breath culprits, eating too much fiber, food high in saturated or trans fat or sugar, Excess booze and anything that may trigger pre-existing conditions like acid reflux, flux, or chronic inflammation. Yeah, baby food. Just stick with baby food. In other words, just don't eat anything. Just it's don't, bread and don't cheese. Consume bread anything and cheese. for the next couple of days, <laughs> except like, for fast. new unicorn magic shell. <laughs> Y'all like the magic shell? You, know, you pour over your ice cream, oh, makes the hardened so shell cool. on the outside. Yes, I love that stuff. There's a new unicorn kind that I have a feeling Alea is going uh-huh. to want. Yeah. And it tastes just like a cupcake. <gasps> and oh. lucky for her, it only tastes like the cupcake icing. It doesn't taste like the cupcake That's itself. Even better. All she wants is the so icing. So that shell was like, so at Birdie's uh-huh. in Edmonton County, mm-hmm. they had that chocolate. Yep. Shell, yep. You know what I'm talking about, right? And on the inside is vanilla ice cream. Yep. That's what this is. You just pour it over your ice cream at home. It's called Unicorn Magic Shell. Uh, You know, food manufacturers have figured out you name anything unicorn, and you got a certain group of kids that are just going to tear into it and go, yeah, yeah, I I want it. But Unicorn Magic Shell. Does that say Smuckers? Smuckers like that? It does say Smuckers. With a name like Smuckers, it has to be good. I didn't realize Smuckers and Magic Shell were a thing. I didn't either. Uh, brides can now channel their favorite Disney princesses with Disney's new fairy tale wedding gown line. Okay, this should be interesting. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Brides to be can create their dream happily ever Very after cool. fashion moments. Okay, that's Disney's pretty. 2021 fairy tale wedding gown collection. I. So I'm wondering, you know, we have a wedding this year, uh-huh. and I'm just wondering, is it too late? Like, would I mean, we, the, the eldest, the eldest who uh-huh. is an alumni, uh-huh. yep. is a former cast member of Walt Disney World, but I'm just wondering, she's probably too far nah, down yeah. the process. She already said yes to a dress. She did? Yeah. But you can say no. You can back out. You can break up with a dress, can't you? can break up you? with a dress. Or you, you, you can, know, but she's not going to. have two dresses. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is extra, but... Well, one bride over there had two dresses, too, mm-hmm. but... Didn't wear the second one. The second one never got to it. I like the first one so much, I just wore it all around. Uh, the team made sure to also honor many of the famous Disney princesses with special gowns, including uh, Cindy, Ariel, Jasmine, Snow White, Aurora, Rapunzel, 
Pocahontas, and Tiana. Every gown will be available in sizes zero or in my size, 30. <laughs> with pricing starting at $1,200. That's doable. Yeah, that's yeah. not terrible. No. I just wonder what you get for $1,200. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to need to see that $1,200 dress. We have one of those, and it's a zero. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean one style. I mean one. To to be able to say, well, we have dresses ranging from $1,200 on up to. So this is the uh, 30th anniversary of Beauty and the Beast, by the way. Nice. So. Wow. Did you all see the attorney? You know, they're doing online court now. A lot of places are doing virtual yes, court, and, and you've got these. the judge, and mm-hmm. then you have, uh, in Great Britain, they're called barristers. <laughs> uh, but, you know, here's, we call them lawyers or, or attorneys. And uh, I think I know where you're going. It's so one attorney this week had messed up. Well, their kid apparently got control of their phone and turned on the cat filter. And there was not really any way to get their attention that, hey, you're a talking cat making ple- making your pleading in court until the judge finally had to shut it down and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> well, now a congressman <laughs> appeared upside down on Zoom during a hearing earlier this week. <laughs> he is, uh, this is a virtual meeting of the House Finance Sur- Financial Services Committee chaired by Democrat Maxine Waters. So this is the U.S. Congress. Okay. This is the Congress I want to be a part of. So he says, though, I don't know how to fix that. There's the cat guy. And then somebody said, well, maybe you could stand on your head. Yeah, if you can't turn your camera upside down, can you turn you upside down? But what we have learned so much during this pandemic. Mm. is it has exposed people's technical Absolutely. ineptitude yes. on so many ways. <laughs> yeah, still get on meetings with people and they've got 14 chins and looking straight up their nostrils. Like, just, just do like the rest of us. Find a box and set your camera on it. Please. Please. Do us a favor. We've got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. You're on In the Know. Did you know, on average, Teachers receive more Valentine's Day cards than anyone else. I can see that. that. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that would I be mean, the profession. you got right 24 here. kids in your class. Yeah. I mean, and wouldn't you imagine you? they would also have to be, uh, more specifically, elementary school like oh, absolutely. T- teachers yeah. are the ones who get the most Valentine's. I mean, unless you're the hot teacher at the high school. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you probably you probably getting uh, more on the average than yeah. your colleagues in the same school, but probably yeah. still not yeah. more than maybe a second grade teacher. Yeah, because you know all kids, all kids though manage. So their mamas maybe having them make one for everyone uh-huh. to drop in everybody's boxes, but 
kids are clever. Oh, yeah. And they can lose about anything. And so if there's somebody they don't really want to, mm-hmm. oops, yep. yours got fed to the dog or so. For sure. Valentine boxes were always the best part of elementary school for me. Right? How fun to make. Your all's version of melted milkshake is my version of empty Valentine box. (laughs) A melted milkshake doesn't bring the boys to the house. I always pulled the lid off the Valentine's. Valentine box and skunked again. (laughs) Shake it upside down. Nothing falling out. No, I could count on one from the teacher. You know, the obligatory one for the teacher had to give one to everybody. Did you say, sorry, Mark, (laughs) this is the only Valentine. Uh, The older I got. (sighs) Oh, honey. She'll be your Valentine. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's right. She signed a paper. (laughs) I I, I witnessed it. I did. Chip and Joanna Gaines Magnolia Network has uh, pushed their launch to 2022. After challenges that, quote, we could never have foreseen, they announced yesterday afternoon Hmm. the TV channel will now make its debut in January of 2022. They had originally intended to launch in October of 2020 before being pushed to early 2021. And not entirely sure. Our plan has evolved along the way, but our original vision for this network has remained the same. And, you know, obviously some of it has to be pandemic-related, but not sure Sure. if there are any other things that are involved uh, in that. Gina Carano has been fired from the Mandalorian cast after a social media post and just another latest entry of of quickly canceling people that you decide that you disagree with. So Lucasfilm says she is no longer part of the Mandalorian cast after many online called for her firing over a social media post that linked the experience of Jews during the Holocaust to the U.S. political climate. Uh, the um, says her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Uh, that's what she she posted. And then she went on to say, because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Well, uh, admittedly, I've not studied this for hours, and I've not spent the last 24 hours trying to formulate an opinion. Um. I also should admit I'm a big fan of the Mandalorian and a big fan of her. She's she's a great part. Cara Dune is her character. She's empowering to women. She's a martial arts specialist. She's the character is strong, etc. I based upon those comments, and again, I would need to go back and see the entire thing. She's making up. She's making an analogy about current society, and I understand that we should not. Um, the Holocaust is not something to be played around with or to be made light of or to use in any ways. It's, it's you got to be careful about diminishing its importance when you're trying to make an analogy about something right. else. But she is right. Why should you hate someone simply for their view, for their political view? Mm-hmm. And, in fact, she was exercising her freedom of speech guaranteed to us by the Constitution. Right. 
And while you might not agree with her, if you disagree with her so strongly, just don't watch The Mandalorian. Well, and here's what's dangerous is, and you've heard me say this before, is if she is terminated over a constitutional right, Disney will pay the repercussions of that if she decides to sue. Then there are other sides of people that say, well, cancel Disney Plus. If Disney Plus so quickly then canceled her Mm -hmm. because they got a little blowback over something that she said on her social media. Right. Then, then maybe we just, and this, this is the way you do it. See, you don't really have the ability to cancel someone just because you disagree with them. Mm-hmm. But what you do have the liberty to do is stop doing business with them. Right. If you stop doing business with them and enough people do that, I promise you they will be heard. Mm-hmm. It yeah. will get the attention of people. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's part of the greatness of America is you have the choice where you spend your money, what you say, what you do, how you worship. It all comes down to personal choice. That's the great experiment. So this, to me, is overreaching control when you begin to say you no longer can provide and have your provision in your job because we don't like your freedom of, of what, how you exercise your freedom of speech. Again, though, that's Disney's right. However, I would be very careful if there's a lawsuit brought about that if they didn't have a strong social media policy in place, mm-hmm. it could cost them tremendously. Uh, Bridgerton news for you, Misty. We don't know the rest of it, but apparently there's some Easter eggs about the coming season. And uh, Jonathan Bailey says, watch out for the bees. Does that mean anything to you? I just need to know about the Duke of Hastings. I don't know about the Duke of Hastings. It just says, watch out for the bees. So I thought maybe that might be something you knew about. It doesn't mean anything to me. Maybe you can look it up and report back. we got to get to a break. We'll come back and finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. What is the most romantic food? Romantic food? Yes, yeah, there foods that you find more romantic than any other food? I guess anything heart shaped. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know that I find. I go to the, the uh, Lady in the Tramp spaghetti scene. Yeah. So I, don't. I think that's why we said earlier this week that Italian yeah, at Valentine's yeah, yeah. Day is considered like the go-to because sure. of that whole uh, Lady in the Tramp scene. Uh, what what about strawberries? Are strawberries romantic? Generally, I think so dipped in chocolate. chocolate. I can see that. Cover. <laughs> you know, whether well, some people do like strawberries and champagne and mm-hmm. strawberries and chocolate, and so strawberries seem to be, you know, because one, I guess, because they're red. You know, red's a Valentine's thing. But are there other? <clears throat> I don't know that there's any food that's romantic when you're actually consuming it because eating is actually a very grotesque thing to watch somebody do, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know that I, like, feel very romanticized watching Jason eat anything. Okay, so I would go with, <laughs> right? like, I would go I with oysters. See, I knew. You, I, I, but he loves oysters, and I'm out. I knew so you we would were say holding oysters. On, okay. For me to say that. Uh, no, I just I wondered if oysters would come up because we love oysters. Yes. But there's nothing about oysters. That look, they're not even attractive. They don't look good. Like, they don't, you know. Is they, there a sexy food, like something you look at and go, ooh, that's. 
I love oysters and I love the ceremony of the oysters. Yeah. I like, you know, so that that's, and, and I do think that it's something if we were, if we were on a date or having dinner or whatever, oysters is kind of, is one of our things. Yeah. But oysters in and of themselves, not overly. But even the whole like, that's not attractive. An to oyster watch, is the right? male of the romance equation. I'm not following you, but okay. Pretty ugly to look at, you know, <laughs> in general. Uh, oh, dear. You know. I get it. Yeah, I'm not the like. The female of the species are more of the fruit variety. Yeah. The male of the species more like an ugly old clammed creature that swims in the bottom of the sea. But you do bring <laughs> us pearls, so. <laughs> we, we do we appreciate the jewelry you bring to us. Produce a pearl or two. <laughs> Any others like filet mignon? Is that romantic or? I mean, I love a good steak. But me too, and I love filet. But I don't know that there's to be any sexy, like a shareable. Like I'm thinking, maybe a dessert, like you know, mm, creme brulee. Yeah, something okay. probably that would that would probably be more of a sexy display of food. Yeah. Okay. Well, just just kind of curious. I am. Um, we're having our Valentine dinner is uh, uh, going to be. So I have uh, all but one of the girls will be in the house on um, Sunday. Okay. So, uh, Beach and Anna and Alea will be around for Valentine's dinner. So, I'm going to do uh, ribeye steaks. Okay. And asparagus and mushrooms and well, baked potatoes. Sounds great. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of have a little ceremony for Valentine's Day and kind of falling on a Sunday. It's, kids are there, so it'll be all right. Yeah. It's a weird day for Valentine's Day. Yeah. On television this weekend, uh, not really a lot to be noteworthy of for today, but tomorrow, trying to remember who is the host of Saturday Night Live tomorrow, uh, Regina King. Regina King, uh, she's been in some of the new, I think she's a spokesperson for Cadillac. She won an Oscar last year. My favorite Regina King is she played role, is she played Will Smith's wife in Enemy of the State. Okay. Right. She's obviously gone on to do other great things, but my favorite Regina King role. Okay. And Nathaniel Ratliff is the musical guest. American Idol. Season 19 premieres on Sunday. Wow. And on NBC on Sunday night, Grand Ole Opry, 95 years of country music. In case that's your bag. There's no my bag, baby. (laughs) Today's highlight in history, this day, 1973, Operation Homecoming began as the first release of American prisoners of war from the Vietnam conflict took place. In 1809... Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States, who we talked about earlier in the show. Powered by Heritage Media of Kentucky. It's not your turn. Was born in a log cabin in Hardin, but what is now LaRue County. So LaRue County, pretty proud of Lincoln's birthplace. Everything's Lincoln this and Lincoln that. I'm not disputing that. And he was born in the location that he was born 
although there's some question about the exact cabin and where it was, the one they've got at the birthplace, at the National Monument place up there, is not the one. But he was born in Hardin County at the time. So did Hardin and LaRue counties just mutually agree that, well, he was born in an area that is now uh, LaRue County, so we'll let you claim him. But does Hardin County actually, like when he was born, it was Hardin County. I'm going to go with it needs to be the actual location, whatever it's called now. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I just I just mm-hmm. didn't want to just automatically cede all the credit mm-hmm. to LaRue County. Mm-hmm. Like, love you, Hodgenville, but hold on so a minute. LaRue County, there's this. Like, we're the, we're the city of the Twin Lakes, so they're the Lincoln's birthplace, right? <laughs> so Hardin County should be, we were Lincoln's birthplace. <laughs> the city that was. Where Lincoln, Lincoln thought there. he was born. Yeah. Lincoln was born, but not now. <laughs> it changed. Things change. <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, the NAACP was formed this date in 1909. The Senate voted to acquit President Bill Clinton of uh, perjury and obstruction of justice this date in 1999. Adele took home all the Grammys in 2013. Okay, not all of them, but most of most them. Most of them. Birthdays today. Judy Bloom is 83. <gasps> Love Judy Bloom. Mo Bandy is 77 today. <clears throat> I just like to say Mo Bandy. Yeah, that's just fun. <clears throat> Michael McDonald's is 69. Arsenio Hall is 65 today. Arsenio Ooh, Hall what? is 65 what? today. Oh, Lord. Mm. That's hard to hear. Dog pound to you. I cannot wait for coming to you. I can't either. America. Come on, Marge. Oh, God is good. <laughs> oh, time. Brett Kavanaugh is 56. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh is 56 today. His friends call him Boofer. Is he still writing his journal daily? Josh Brolin. No, he gave that up. Josh (laughs) Brolin. You better not. (laughs) Josh Brolin is 53 today. China Phillips is 53. And Christina Ricci is 41 today. Mm, Wednesday. Charles Darwin, born in 1809. Lauren Green in 1915. Buy some Alpo today in his honor. (laughs) He was a spokesperson for Alpo. Yeah, I don't know. Joe Garrish. I got some chart toppers today, but um, we're out of time. Uh, but, Misty, you need to know that Perry Como was number one this date in 1955 with a song called Kokomo. Oh, okay. Kokomo. Right, Kokomo. Okay. Perry Como had a number one song. So yeah, we do love there Kokomo. You go. I did want to – I wanted to play some Valentine's music today yeah. more, but it's like walking through a minefield. It you is. never know which one's going to – going to trip the wire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just – Thanks, Facebook. I'm just not sure what to, I had a whole bunch of them, so I'll do better next time. <laughs> Maybe if we just sing them instead of playing them. No, we. Here's why. Here's here's why. They won't be recognizable. No, we sing them so well. Yeah. That they know immediately. I'm gonna go with no. That's fake news. Who they are? <laughs> That's a lie. I've heard me sing. MB's Pearl of Wisdom <laughs> for today. Okay. Well, speak for yourself then. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day to you all. Do Don't you eat too much Rebel you. ice cream. Oh, no, yeah. I will. All of it. Okay. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Love sought is good, 
but given unsought is better. Love sought is good, but given unsought is better. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.